Okay. So Ivy, we both started Asian Water Woman in early 2020 during the pandemic. I remember. No, 2021. 2021? What? Yeah. Okay. So I'm really off, but I remember you approaching me and asking if I wanted to create a community with you. And initially it was supposed to be like a tech community for women. Yeah. Not even Asian, just women in tech. No, no, no. It was Asian. It was Asian yeah. women in tech, like kind of like subtle, yeah. like a subtle Asian, subtle Asian tech yeah. community. I remember being against it because I didn't want to do another like tech community focused. But then you mentioned the idea of like women in travel and I was like hooked and I was like, okay, let's build it. I don't remember much around like our initial, like how we like built it, but maybe you want to like start off with sharing. Yeah. So I think it was Asian female, female nomads. nomads. Like, yeah. That was, that was our original name because- yeah. I think we really resonated with the term nomad. At that time, you wanted to be nomadic. You yeah. were like in Singapore, wanting to quit your job always. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, and I've been nomadic. And I thought that was different than travel because there are mm -hmm. female travel groups. There are female nomad groups, but not specifically. I don't never, I never see a lot of Asian voices. Yeah. And so, yeah, I wanted to bring together this group of people who, yeah, like why... Let me let me just actually pull up our like Asian female nomads doc. I think initially it was like first of all like my interest in being overseas, which was me being in Singapore, being an expat, like living abroad, and then you being nomadic for the past like couple of years, like going to different entrepreneur hubs, and then we wanted to connect our interests together in a way that made sense. I think I didn't feel like I could completely connect with the idea of being a nomad, but because I aspired to be one, we just like called it like AFN. I think initially too, it was like the first 100 to 200 community members were like our own friends, like people we knew from like Bay Area and Canada and Singapore. We were very lucky though. Oh my God. What are you, did you find it? I just found a strategy doc from September of 2021. So that was, we started it around this time, like March or April, 2021. Okay, given yeah. the amount of time that we like took to build this community, I'm actually really impressed with us. <laughs> it's a cool time to go down like memory lane and stuff. Did Maybe. we do Clubhouse? I don't even remember if we did Clubhouse. We like, did. We did do Clubhouse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we did Clubhouse. Clubhouse like, is really dead now, right? <laughs> I think yeah, I don't know. It came out or I literally paid $10 to get an invite to that thing. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was like the hype. Wait, we made a whole Venn diagram too because we were like at lo we were a little bit lost on like what connected the dots. Between it was like Asian female and nomads. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Let's look at this. So we just pulled up the doc. Okay. Our first meeting was February twenty second, twenty twenty one, and we talked about you know like we tried to align on what like we wanted to do right like why do we want to do this community. And the questions were, what motivates you to do this community? And I said, I want to build businesses for digital nomads and travelers. And this is a community to sell to. <laughs> and then meet friends. We all said meet friends. And I think you yeah. said, you want to become a digital nomad, finding a supportive community. Asians yeah. usually don't have support to just quitting a job to travel and yeah. building a global network. Mm. We said, what would success look to you? And then we said quantitative, 1,000 community members, three events, 200 attendance rates, as in like total people who have attended events. I think we've hit all of those. Definitely not in the three months that we thought we would hit this in. Yeah. And then, yeah, we wanted to do 10 per week. 
in engagement numbers as in 10 people post every week. I actually looked at the stats today and we had 44 posts this month, not a day, but like three per day. Like we had three today um, when I checked. And so that definitely crosses the 10 per week. And then qualitative, we didn't write anything. Goal for frequency, cadence, posting three. Topic Mm -hmm. of discussion is educational. So something useful for the community, entertainment, like memes and travel photos, where are you working from? We Mm -hmm. kind of stopped doing that. We mostly just do educational stuff. Yeah. (laughs) We tried to align on hours of commitment per week. And then, yeah, we just kind of aligned on that. This is so crazy. Is there anything you wish we didn't do? I mean... Even though I wrote like, hey, my initial thoughts were to build a business in this space because I really wanted to build a distribution first business, which is yeah. kind of what we talked about in our last episode, right? Like, how do I build an email list yeah. to sell to? But now more and more, like as we've gone through so much, including NFTs and stuff, now more and more, I'm like, let's just do sponsorship and media. Yeah. Like we're a community of friends and it feels weird to kind of do this. But I know that a lot of communities do it, but our community is... I feel like first and primary, like just friends more yeah. than alignment. Like it's not following a guru, you know, like they're not following us and that's why yeah. they're in the community. Yeah. We've never made it about me and you and our Instagram really shows that, right? Like we're, we're always like, let's highlight all these cool people in the community because they're just so awesome. <laughs> yeah. I would rather have like an interconnected community rather than like have a community that's just like an audience and not participate and like that we sell to. And also I do think like our community just doesn't want to pay for things <laughs> in general. I think it's like yeah. the media partners that are like the ones worth reaching out to and working with. Yeah. But my experience is like, even when I was launching beta camp, it was extremely actually difficult to sell to friends. I feel like friends mm-hmm. are the least almost like supportive or like they kind of just like avoid you want to avoid money talk kind of with your friends almost I don't necessarily agree with that like after I've experienced myself when I'm building a business I found that like my closest friends were probably the least supportive Mm. in the sense of like they were supportive like great that's awesome you're building your own business but like they were the least likely to actually share a message Mm. out or to like refer people and etc it's almost like our friendship's not about that you know Mm. And maybe that's just to say that our community is all friends, but I make a conscious effort to not do that. I'm like, if my friend's launching a company, I'm like buying their products and I'm like trying to help them because I know what that feels like. But I totally understand why, like why that happens within our community. Yeah. I will say though, like for talent and just like for outsourcing certain projects, like I found the talent in our community to be like most useful. Like, you know, Jane Guan, who is like 3D animation. Yeah. I'm actually paying her to do a project for me to create like a, a red panda logo holding uh, Asia. Um, so I'm having, cause I'm like, I want to give back to the community. Is that for your option Asia? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I'm paying her to like build a 3D animation for me um, as like my logo. And then like the startup, like Taiwanese American startup that I was like thinking about, like they wanted to hire someone who speaks like Mandarin as like a social media contractor. And I'm like sourcing two people from like the community. So not necessarily like selling to them, but I mean, they're just such a great like talent pool to like tap into. Yeah. We should talk about that job board that we used to have because Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of communities that run paid for job boards where companies pay to hire out of that community or to get curated talent. Yeah. And Anyway, there's there's tons of opportunities to monetize the community. And I'm glad that I learned that, you know. Yeah. But 
here, let's go back of what we wanted this community to be. We also made a list of things that like we really wanted people to care about, right? Like number yeah. one is like, there's people who want to be a digital nomad and there are people who are a digital nomad and the people who want to be a digital nomad, how do I get there? And people mm -hmm. who are, is how do I make my life better? And mm -hmm. so do you want to read out the, I want to be a digital nomad part? Cause that was you, you came up with most of those. <laughs> my gosh it's funny because like that has changed so significantly from then and now okay I'll read out like I want to be a digital nomad how do I get there stories of overcoming Asian parent judgment stereotype of success people that want to be digital nomads so like how to get there doesn't need to be an entrepreneur but like how to find remote jobs mindset having a support community having resources getting over the fear to live in an unconventional way um, unconventional ways people have become digital nomads and how to convince your company to let you go remote. Yeah. And then I came up with most of the, I am a digital nomad, how to make my life better, how to design your life now that your company's remote, streams of income, financial planning, travel hacks, tips on where to live, traveling as an Asian post COVID and like racism, taxes, productivity, remote team management, best cities to live in, dating as a nomad, digital nomading with children and homeschooling, uh, filial piety, duty issues or calls. Um, I think that was you. You talk about this a lot. Um, yeah. How to make meaningful relationships with people when you're on the move. Like all of these things, like I have, we haven't even looked at this list, but that's actually what our podcast is about now. Yeah. You know, fulfilling all our dreams of what we wanted to talk about to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of crazy because like, as you read through all these like topics, it's basically like the evolvement of like us like what we're going through, what we're experiencing. And I think most Asian women will go through this eventually, like if they're at the top of the funnel. Yeah. And then we also talked about community guidelines, which is like how to make sure that we're inclusive, no promotions or spam, you know. And then the one that isn't even in this doc, but it's still on our group page is the Asian Wonder Woman bonfire. Like we want it to make it seem like we're just a group of friends around this fire pit and we're like talking about our lives and the things that excite us. And that's what we're hoping that this podcast is about too, right? Like when we came together and we're like, let's run a podcast. We're like, we want to, it to feel like we're in a car with our best girlfriends. And they're just like listening in onto our conversations. And we want to talk about the things that we're just excited about and the things that we're thinking about. Yeah. Cool. So this is a question that I get from members is like, how do you get people to talk in the communities? Because we do have people in our group that are also business owners and started their own communities that are like, it's dead silent in there. And as I said, like our community has really grown and it has like four posts a day now from people that are not us. And every post pretty much has a response from the group, but it wasn't always like that. And that was something that we really struggled with for the first several months, like the initial people that came in were our friends. And like right here, we have like weekly moderation duties. We're going to post once per week, if not twice. And then we had to also exchange weeks to make sure that everyone's post was responded to, like taking turns sharing it into different communities. We still do that. And we privately talk to people. Like we asked all of our friends who joined to make introductions. So if you scroll all the way down to early 2021, there were people making introduction posts all the time. And it's starting again now without like prompting from us. Yeah. I also want to add on to that as well. Like I also noticed that 
those who are from like North America are a lot more comfortable, like being like, Hey, this is who I am. This is like all the things that I do, blah, 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 blah. But then for me being in Singapore and like trying to grow a community within Asia itself, there was a lot more hesitancy and like fear around like posting so publicly to like a couple hundred or thousand like women. So again, it was like encouraging them and like side conversations to do it. And also like showing them, Hey, this is a template of like what you could do. And if you're not comfortable, at least start answering a couple of questions or like, we do this thing really well, which is like we tag the people that we know who is a specialist or can answer the right question. And we facilitate conversations in these like small threads. But I think people don't realize like you and I probably talk to so many people like offline Mm -hmm. or just like one-to-one like we have to curate and build those relationships ourselves a community just doesn't like no it's like it's like a room you throw people into a room and we're like now what like what do we do you need someone like curating and kind of like running the room in the background yeah I think that's like what it takes to really build a community community isn't is like many to many like we've always wanted to build it like that but to get people to like even start posting was actually really really hard and like as you mentioned we had these like discussions where we try to invite people into the conversation and I actually just see it here it's from our meeting April 2nd 2021 (laughs) we're like creating guided discussions similar to the brainstorm list below and then we have digital nomads can you let us know your aha moment or when you quit your job and then like how do you pay digital assistance and like how do you find staff how do you date with digital nomads how do you travel with pets cities you want to work in remotely and then yeah. Philia Piety as an Asian female woman again. You yeah. always want to add that in. It's such, it's such a huge thing though, right? Like, yeah, especially yeah. being part of like the, an Asian experience. Oh, one thing I feel like we've done really well too is like the way that we ask questions and that the way that we answer questions. Like, it's never very like, cool. It's more of like, that's so cool. Like, tell me more, blah, blah, blah. Like we literally facilitate like so many different ways to answer a question and I think we do it very tactfully which is kind of like you know how you would talk to a friend right yeah I'm looking on here and now we're like going into like events right and we used to run an event during COVID every week when we first started did we which is like crazy to me right now because like no one likes going to online events anymore Anymore. and we've like really made a push this year for in real life and that's like like why we did that was because we saw like once someone in our group comes in like the aha moment for them to like really feel like they're a part of this community is that they attend a Asian water woman meetup yeah right yeah like an in-person one they I've been like not been I guess I've hosted (laughs) so many meetups where like the most memorable was the last time I hosted in San Francisco about a year ago Mm -hmm one of the girls there brought her friend who was also in the community. It was her first time, but she was like, eh, like, you know, there's so many meetups. Like, should we even do this? And she came. And then the, the first girl, well, she was like quitting her job to move to New York and to become an artist. And she was like, Oh my gosh. Like every time I come to these events, I meet such cool people. Like, so at that time I just sold my company. So, you know, I was pretty cool. And then we had like (laughs) two other artists there who had like been product managers uh, in San Francisco and she's like oh my gosh like you've done the same thing as what I want to do and then the mm-hmm. girl who's like totally new not really in the community like kind of just like she's in it but I don't think she's really kept track of what's going on was like yeah. oh like I want to do this too and then there was some girl who's like in like bio I think she's like a research scientist who's like oh I can't even be nomadic but it just like really opened her eyes and that kind of relationship in person is amazing and in in these cities we have women hosting like in San Francisco one of my friends hosted like the turning red movie premiere at her place Mm -hmm. invited like 20 Asian wonder women in and like as you said 
in another episode that someone from Taiwan had a birthday party and would invite people in. And it's like, once you form that like one-on-one and you build at least one relationship. And at the beginning it was just me and you, but now like we have these like very strong community members who are like such high quality here. Let me meet other people. And like, as soon as you form that one connection, that's like the, you know, Facebook's like seven Facebook friends and you're like in it for life kind of thing. Like that's what it is for us. So at the beginning it was like internet, like virtual events. And we hosted like, I think our first event was actually egg freezing. Yes. And investments. Investments. Yeah. Investments. And we would find Asian female like guests, right? We had Vivian who like had like multiple investments in Toronto. We talked about real estate investing. We actually broke down investments. We did stock as one, crypto as one, real estate as one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are definitely more like educational though. Like I feel like those type of like events didn't really bridge people together. It was more of like learning and like paving the path to like build like a location independent life. And like, I don't know, I was like thinking why our community is so different as well, because compared to like these other communities that are like a lot larger, like a couple hundred thousand, I think the attributes of the successful community is one is like that very thick layer of like trust because like you and I have like brought in our friends first. And so it's almost like this effect and like this building on top of like our second degree connection, third degree connection, whatever. Like the fact that people can openly just do like Airbnb or like house swaps so freely um, or because like I know this person who knows Ivy and whatever, like there is that level of trust and sincerity that's like in this Mm. group. But one of the things like people ask me all the time too is like what happens when we scale to like 10K to 15K and like your voice gets lost in this community? Like what then? Yeah. I know we're like a little bit far from that, but that's also like a concern I've thought about too, like for the future. It is people like as long as we continue that like the conversations are the ones that we care about. And like right now we've had no, like I haven't had to remove like any posts really. We think we've in total removed like three posts between the two of us in the last two years. And we just gain a lot of followers and a lot of members from the sensible Faye, right? And how she described her community was like, oh, this is really new. It's very niche. And one of the only communities that actually talks about like careers and business mm-hmm. and like investing and stuff and like other travel communities and nomad communities just don't talk about such broad topics and like hopefully through this podcast that's where our voice shines through right in our newsletter yeah. and like you know we're doing this many to many in the community and our main goal for the community is so that like it runs itself and we're not the center of attention and it's always been that our Instagram and social media as well. And I think our newsletter and this podcast is the first time that we're really, it's harder for us to form these one-on-one connections. Like we've said multiple times, it's like impossible for us to have that many coffee chats. Right. So like, this is our way to really connect with everyone so that there's like, so we are, we're like the heart of this community still stays. And I guess we'll see what happens when we launch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I think the podcast launch will be really exciting. But again, it's like, I think what you can, what you can get from like Ivy or I is like what you can also get from like a member in the community, right? Like you can replicate that energy, that relationship, that friendship. And I hope that stays true. And it continues to grow. Let's go back to what we were talking about. This is actually fascinating for me. Okay, so now we're on end of April. This is Uh where we started Instagram. Oh, my God. Yeah. We just started. So in the Facebook group, what we talked about was like moderating. We had, remember we had Friday flex. I used to post those. So Friday I'd be like, this is your Friday flex. It's a thread for you to like 
celebrate what you did this week and all yeah. of our OG members would like remember this. And like, it was actually a really popular post. Maybe we should do it again. I don't yeah. know if, yeah. Right now we do feature Friday. Yeah. Do another Maybe day. Don't do Friday. Call it- do like Wednesday. Like Wonderful Woman Wednesday. Wonderful Women Wednesday. Wonderful Women Wednesday. Not Wander oh, Wednesdays. My, my newsletter what, is called Wonder Or like Wonder What Wednesday. I'm Working On Wednesday. Oh, that's oh. cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start another thread. Okay. Bringing it in. Um, we did Monday welcomes. Basically, we were just like trying to figure out how to have these organic posts <laughs> in the group, yeah. right? Like how to get these conversations started. And then on Instagram, we were like takeover stories. We were making some like, I don't know, TikToks at that time too, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think we were like singing, lip syncing to a song with like soy sauce bottles. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say, I think the way that our content has evolved though is going into the space of like user generated content, right? Like which you've seen, like a lot of the members are creating their own content and we'll do like collaborative posts. So like it's their face and their insights, but it's collaborative with like Asian Wonder Woman Co. Like handle. And Mm -hmm. I think that helps a lot, especially with social media. So that like, we're not always like kind of curate content. It's like from the community itself. Yeah. We used to keep, we, we did this about once a month and I think we should do this again. But in June, we wrote down, what our previous goals were, which is by June, we would have a thousand members and our Q2, we had 400 members at that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had eight planned and we had 146 Instagram followers. (laughs) Um, We we had, we ran eight events in three months. So yeah, it was almost like once a week or every two weeks. How did we do that? (laughs) I don't even know. I, I, but like we did games nights. It was like, it was still 2021, you know, people were, still open to virtual events. Yeah. And then our Q3 targets were a thousand members, which we didn't hit again. We didn't hit a thousand till Q1 of 2022. I remember us mm-hmm. being at eight, 900 in December of 2021. So we've pretty much gained eight, 900. Like we've, we haven't grown that much faster over time because the first 400 members came super easily. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> it was after that, that like it really was hard for people to like find out about us. Yeah. That was actually when we started talking about email list. We have, we yeah. have a highlighted note here of Emily to dig out Facebook emails if possible. We always ask for emails and we just, we just never put them anywhere. <laughs> we didn't start yeah. a newsletter till like this year. Yeah. And right now we have like roughly 1100 newsletter subs, but we're missing mm-hmm. like 500 from like our initial like membership. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. You know, that's something that we would definitely do differently. And then at that point we're still, we're like trying to, in June and July, we're like talking a lot about Instagram. We're like, how do we grow? Can we feature these like Asian women who are more famous on Instagram and hope they like share us yeah. <laughs> and like content series? How I did it? How I money? <laughs> that's my huge how I money? Yeah, and that's when we discovered like Asian Boss Girls, Asian American Girl Club. Like, just we were really trying to grow at this point because we were ran out of friends to like invite to this, and we're like, <laughs> how do we bring people in? Yeah. Actually, you know what's interesting? What I realized from social media, a lot of the content that we posted around like these like travel influencers or these like travel bloggers who had like a huge following, those posts didn't actually do that well because I feel like maybe we were just like so disconnected to like them and their luxury lifestyle. But when it was like women who are like around the same age, kind of going through the same things and like were very vulnerable and like created their own content, that that type of content, that relatability and that like vulnerability like it always had a better reach 
So I think that's also yeah. like maybe why people find us and like our community. Yeah. And our like, you know, thought bubbles of like well, <laughs> our attempt with TikTok, right? Like oh, yeah. it's the one that of me being like, oh yeah, like I'm just trying to convince people to be remote so we can like work from Japan for my Ryokan. And like <laughs> that was one of our top like <laughs> viewed videos. So we know it's just really cool that like we were just trying to find people like us. And I think we, we did a quick peek though, at our events from July and August, 2021, since you were wondering like what, what we ran events on, I have yeah. building strategic communities, which is literally what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um, making art from passion. I forgot mm. who ran that. It wasn't us. Cause neither of us are artists. Yeah. And then we, Kylie ran a nutrition workshop. Yeah, because she she was doing one for like nutrition, like on the go for like women who are really busy and like traveling all the time. Yo, that's actually so useful. Like I work with a health coach. It's awesome. In September, we're still talking about how do we get people to connect? And we're like, how do we match people with individual coffee chats? So we do have something, Intros AI, which some people are still using. We haven't really brought it back too intensely. Like we're not really pushing it, but that was huge. Like I met up with for a coffee chat with someone every week, right? Mm -hmm. We brought that in end of 2021, early 2022. And now if you want, you can opt into getting matched to someone from the community to meet one-on-one -on -one with every week. We talked about subgroups. Now we have city groups, but we didn't have that until this year. We started our feature Fridays. We had podcasts as an idea, recording questions from meetups. What do your parents think of you being nomadic, nomadic panels? Like we're still doing events, you know? So this just goes to show now we're like, Honestly, we paid so much attention to this. Like we were meeting every week. Wow. We were like, here are our goals. Here's what we tried. Here's what we want to try. And a lot of the times, like it doesn't take, you can't realize it right away, right? Like a lot of these things, ideas that we've been talking about since like 2021, we only started doing this year because it was the slow effort <laughs> of creating this engaged community that allowed us to do all of these things. Actually, like one of the things I've noticed while like, going through this as well. I think like as women found the value of being part of this community, a lot of like hands were like raised, right? Like, oh, I want to partake, like I want to partake, I want to like help lead this. So like one of the few things that we did really well was like delegation. So the panels, Justine, who is ex-flight attendant, ex-like Shopify employee, like runs the panels every month for us and she completely mm -hmm. manages it like end to end. And then Jen does like feature Fridays. It's like, we really tap into our community to help us like grow it. And then you and I mostly focus on like strategy and like this podcast. Whereas like before we were doing like everything. I'm like looking through all of this. I'm like, I don't even know how we did that. <laughs> yeah. One event a week. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We, we did our first podcast attempt in September. Oh yeah. Yeah. We actually had ideas. Maybe we can like recreate this. So we should go through them. Yeah. yeah. Introduction to both of us and why we built Asian female nomads. It was still called Asian female nomads back then. We did that as episode one. How to yeah, find community in new places. We did that too. Ooh. We have we should have just like looked at this doc before we brainstorm new ideas. Letters to our 22-year-old selves. We can still do that. Oh yeah. That's a good one. And then how our relationships have changed. And then we thought about like monetization already. We're like we're still talking about the same things, like retreats, creator homes man, I would love to co-work together with a bunch of people. Yeah. Affiliate links, so sponsorship. What was Ko-Fi for creators? Oh yeah, that was like similar to buy me a coffee. It's like tipping, a tip oh. jar for creators. Like anyone who like creates value, like you can give them money as like a tip. Got it. 
we had job boards, guides by city that maybe we can sell. Um, yeah. yeah, we're really thinking about at that time we only had like maybe five six hundred yeah. members, but yeah, and we're already thinking about girls need to meet up IRL, and then we we basically gave up on this doc for like almost a year because we oh yeah because we were mostly working on um, Dow NFT yeah so. For those that join much later, which is like half of the community and people who are listening, we tried to start a NFT project because that was the hype, right? In, you know, shiny object syndrome is just like (laughs) our thing. So we tried to start a DAO by selling NFTs and we gathered a group of how many girls? One, two, three, five of us, six six of us, six of us. And we're like, let's create an NFT. And that was actually really easy to gather. Like engineers, three artists to collaborate. The artists and engineer and us, we're all just curious about this trajectory of Web3. And we wanted to do it just to learn. And my vision behind it back then was we can create a DAO. And a DAO is where the community comes together and have a shared ownership in this organization. And there's shared governance and what I was hoping to do was a lot of people want to be nomadic. A lot of the girls in our community want to be nomadic and they want to build things to be nomadic. At least that's what I thought. Turns out, I think they don't want to come in here and meet co-founders and build stuff. I think they yeah. just want to be friends. <laughs> and that's where we've like really pivoted. But back then I was like, okay, all these people want to be nomadic. I want to, I have too many ideas that I don't know how to build. We have a great platform. What if we all co-owned this organization and then people can work together on projects that the community co-owns and then the people who are building it can get paid from this like community fund or this like DAO fund and so that was a vision and we started working on this beautiful NFT collection honestly art is so good and I still think we should do something with it I think we're still gonna launch it eventually like in the future give it a couple of years yeah. Give it a couple of years for the NFT market to pick up back up or for like swag or like just to support the three artists who like collaborated yeah. and like we had great creative direction, right? Like we were going to be the first NFT that like is going to have a animated moving background and then a foreground. And then we wanted to collab with other NFTs where our foreground Wonder Woman of a girl really looking up at the world can move into different places and we can bring like board apes or world of women like someone else's like character nft into our background and we were gonna have different worlds etc really inspired by world of women even talking about it, i'm like i still think this is a great idea but <laughs> the crypto market crashed before we can launch this was in like march or april that's when like the downturn started happening right and we we, we started doing this in december ish we gathered the team in december the artwork was almost done and yeah, like it would just not a great market to launch in. And at that time I just sold my company. It was pretty hectic, but we did that for about like four or five months. Yeah. I know. I remember we like waited too. Cause we were just like, there was like this gray area where all of us were like, do we want to launch right now? Cause there was a lot of growing like uncertainty just like in the market and not even that. I think there was just like because our community started off as like a travel community first and they had no interest in like web three or like becoming a DAO. And there was just like a lack of education around it. There was some resistance in the community, some more outspoken than others, which I appreciate because that also led us to like pivot and like shift our, like where we were headed, but also like 
I think it also showed us that like it was good that our community had like an opinion or like a backbone. And I think after like the market crashed, all of us were like, let's put this project on hold and then reconfigure in a couple of years. Though, yeah, I definitely want to give back to our artists because they worked really hard on it. And who knows, maybe in a couple of years, we'll use that NFT for like a summit or maybe next year. Like there's so many ways to utilize it. Yeah, I definitely it's it's so beautiful. Like I'm going to share a bit. Um, I think we should put this up on YouTube and like in the podcast to link to it and like share the three artists like Kay, yeah. Jane, um, Kitty. yeah, and Kitty and Danica for like building all the smart contracts. Oh my gosh, Danica's yeah. amazing too. So honestly, it was a great team. We just like wasn't the right timing and it wasn't the right community to do it with, or at least for the purpose that we wanted to do it in. Actually, that's when Asian Wonder Woman came to be, right? Our logo was designed by Sarah, who was our original artist that we brought on. So actually we yeah. brought on four artists <laughs> to start because yeah. there's just so many artists in the community. And that W logo was designed by Sarah. And yeah, that's when we pivoted Asian Wonder Woman because we already heard from the community that so many girls don't resonate with nomads. And we knew that one day maybe we wouldn't resonate with nomads either. And wandering was Mm -hmm. a better pivot. And I think that was received decently well. Uh, For the first while, I did. I do remember that in the Toronto meetup, people were like referring themselves to Asian as AFNs, Asian female nomads. But I think now, now, like it just takes time, you know. Yeah. But we still own both domain names. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the the whole idea, like if you read our slogan, like towards the end, it says like um, allowing Asian women to like wander on their own terms. I think that is like vague enough, but general enough, but also like encompasses like everything that like we stand for, which is like, we just want to live a very like fulfilling, like life by design. And that can show up in so many different ways. I think after we pivoted, maybe that's also why there's more attention and um, like people joining because they could resonate with that rather than being like a nomad or like a digital nomad. Yeah. So I think it was a good pivot. It was like a very good learning experience for everyone. Even at the beginning though, like our, our description hasn't changed from the time it was Asian female nomads, which is this community is for those who are teaching English abroad. They're an expat. You travel, you're a slow mad. That doesn't really matter. As long as like the ethos of it is that you want to have the ability to do it. And like, you want to have the freedom to do it. And like, yeah, wander on your own terms is like it's been yeah. great to meet so many cool people and friendships and that's why yeah. we're still doing it. So I think after DAOs, what happened? We did more soul searching pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like we, there's been like episodes of soul searching, right? Until we came across like what's our next big project with this. The community grew fairly organically, mostly through, you know, every week we spend some time posting in different places and like we ask girls to share it and most people find us on Instagram through people sharing or there will be a, like a raise. Recently, there's a subtle Asian women. Yeah, they posted about us. Hype. Like there, there was like 50 members that came who put subtle Asian women on. I didn't even know there was a subtle Asian women group. There's like 20,000 of them in that community, in that subset community. Oh, that's good. We should, we should target that group more. Yeah. But mostly <laughs> we've done subtle Asian travel. That's yeah. been one of the biggest influx. Yeah. Yeah, I will say though, like, I don't know any other community at the moment that caters to like Asian women. And I feel like ours is like kind of the first or like we sit very well, like at that intersection of like Asian women travel and like entrepreneurship. So I hope we continue to dominate this space and like, you know, become more and more like well known. And so if anyone's listening to this, like, it takes like one minute to share our newsletter or our podcast, like, you know, help us just support us. That's all we ask. (laughs) Yeah. Our newsletter is so good. It's 
actually an intersection, right? There's always a section on travel and visas so that you know where you can go uh, with the passport that you hold and what opportunities are there for you. There's sections on remote work, entrepreneurship, as well as women in the community that should inspire you and all the events coming up. And they're mostly IRL meetups. So make sure you check those out. And we're still soul searching, right? Like we're yeah. still trying to figure this out. Like we just know that what our North star is that like, who's who we want to be part of this community. It's like people like us and we just, <laughs> just want to connect. We want to make more friends. We want to have great parties. We want like to inspire more people and connect with more people. And that's why we're doing newsletters and podcasts and like building this like media brand right now. And for us, like in our last episode, Emily talked about like, we want sponsorships from those that for products that we actually use. And I think co-working spaces, like we use a lot of different products and like, I think the community can benefit from. So that's, I think pretty much our next target, right? We're going to go for sponsorships. Yeah. I think like anything in our toolkit as a traveler, like if you are an Asian female traveler, like what exactly is in your toolkit? Like we are educated. We have businesses. Like there's a lot that you can market to us. So if you're a product or company that you want to market to a very niche, you know, niche community, very engaged. definitely reach out. Yeah. Niche, but you know, very amazing. <laughs> so that was our journey to here. Yeah. What a walk down memory lane. Like I, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, I think it just goes to the show that like, go take action. You don't know. You don't, you just don't know what your building will become in the next one to two years. Like we stuck with it because we genuinely just like, we just built a community like of friends, it. you know, like even if at the beginning I was like, okay, I want to build a distribution first company. And this is like who I am. And it's kind of like, I wanted to write a newsletter on this and maybe sell services, but like, I just never really felt the need <laughs> to monetize it. And I've met some of the coolest people. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it was just like, I just wanted to meet like friends, like like-minded, similar like friends around the world and create like a vast network of like genuine, authentic people. Yeah. I don't know if it was ever like business for me, but though I do see like there are business potentials to keep the community sustainable. So I think yeah. you and I, like that's the direction we're headed towards for this community. And I don't want to ever see it die. Like I want it to continue living on and breathing on its own. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've both been like really protective of the actual community to make sure that like yeah. we're not inauthentic, like, right. Yeah. I think that's what we want to be. Like we're, we're part of the community. I never saw ourselves as like leaders or something. And like, I don't think people really necessarily look to us to take responsibility for some things. Like I've had incidents where like, Oh, like there's been problems with like this housing trade or something. Yeah. I was like, what do you want me to do about it? I don't even know about this. Like I can message her for you and like yeah. I can kick them out if like, you know, they take your money. Like that's ridiculous. But like there's definitely things, but like I, I think all the girls that are super empathetic and like we're we're just part of the community and I guess I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, stay tuned for the next couple of episodes as we like dive deeper into maybe like where we're headed next. And I think we'll see everyone in the next episode. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. I'm the baddest chick.